Coming up, a Sad Styles production. Get into it! And welcome to the Retrograde Video Game Podcast, where this week we take a look at another one of the worst years in gaming history. Yes, absolutely. That was the year that this video game podcast started. My name is Andrew Baskin, but with me as always is the pet boy of podcasting, Mr. Bebop himself. Mikey G. Hadid, Aaron Worth. G.G. Hadid? Mm-hmm. Why, well, Andrew? I mean, is we, we it, you, don't know when her, you don't know when her birthday is? Oh, she born in 1995? Are you, are you asking me or telling me? Uh, because I can tell hag. you, Andrew, of course she was born on April 23rd, 1995. <laughs> Did you look up famous 1995 birthdays? No, Andrew, I just looked at my Gigi Hadid book of facts and I picked my favorite one, which is she's born in 1995. You, you, we were talking, we're like, what do we want to focus on for this uh, episode? Yes. And I was like, what if we do another bad year in gaming? Uh, and that's when I set the trap and you fell right into it because all I wanted to do was talk about Gigi Hadid's birthday, baby. <laughs> I was going to say you, when you're like, did you look it up? You're like, no, I'm like, no, that's worse. That's worse that you knew that off the top of your head. Yeah. April, well, of course, April 30th, 1995. That's Gigi Hadid's birthday. I, 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 write, I write it table. on the back of all of my posters of her. What, <laughs> what else do you expect of me? Uh, no, yeah. this is this is going to be a really exciting episode. We did this once before. We've done a lot of episodes focused on some of the best years in gaming history. Uh, mm-hmm. We did one based on 2014, which is based on some of the worst years in gaming history. At the time, we did call 2014 the worst year in gaming history. But I, I think for a lot of reasons, 1995 might might be in the conversations there now now when you look back on on years of gaming i think one thing that we need to get out of the way right away is there are always going what's that oh just years of gaming it's just like a very interesting wave when you look back at the years of gaming but weirdly only like 40 years of gaming, like not a ton of gaming, right i know Um, we are participating in active history of video games like we are yeah it's crazy Mm. you and i specifically in the downfall of it but you know it is crazy to think that in like, you know, you look back at, uh, you know, whoever, um, whoever, uh, what's his name? Burns, the the documentarian. When you would, when you Gilbert look back Burns. at like, yes, Gilbert Burns, exactly. The MMA fighter and also documentary documentarian. Uh, when he does his version in 200 years, we might be a part of it. It might be like the retrograde podcast once posited and you're like, Ooh, very good. There was a booming time in the gaming industry when everyone wanted a gaming podcast. <laughs> Some of them like triple click and get played were good. Others, like the retrograde specifically, not so much. Well, I like to, I don't know. We're, 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 a, we're, we're a cult classic. Before I get to the point that I was, I was going to make there, um, mm-hmm. uh, yes, and Ken sorry. Burns, by the way. The, before I'm Ken gonna, Burns, uh, yeah, thank you. I get to the point that Gilbert Burns' brother. I, I did want to <laughs> say, speaking of you know reception and us not being as shitty as our parents seem to think we are, um, right, we yes. put the call to action out there asking people to give us five-star reviews. Um, yes. um, not not any five-star review, but a five-star review that specifically says you get used to them. Uh, yes. You guys showed up, which I didn't know if I expected or not, but I really appreciate that. It somehow got us to the top five video game podcasts in Australia. That was a really cool surprise. Oh, good day. Yeah, good, good day, mate. Um, and uh, uh, all hail New Zealand. I know you guys love New Zealand. Australia you know loves New Zealand? You are they natural rivals? I think they are. I think the funny ah. thing is, is Australia is always like, we love Canadians. Or sorry, they're like, good eye, mate. We love Canadians. <laughs> hey, cunts. Hey, cunts. <laughs> I love you, Canucks. We, and, and Canadians and Australians get along really well. But when you look yes, at, at um, uh, nearby... If we similar- didn't have Australians, Mikey, who would operate our ski hills? Like, That's I a just, great you know, they would go unoperated. Do if you, think- you fucking go to... Yeah, so go ahead. No, do you think people in like, in Australia realize how many Australians live in like British Columbia, Canada, operating our ski hills? Well, you know, it's you hear this about like Irish people too. Like, there's more Irish young people out abroad than there are at home. And I swear to God, it has to be close to that Australia, based on the fact of how many Australians I meet on a daily basis. But like, Mikey's right, Whistler, Alberta. There's tons of mountains and ski hills and stuff like that, and they are run exclusively by Australians. Yeah, yeah, but but in terms of like nearby similar cultures that kind of compete with mm-hmm. one another, we yep. do have a lot more in common with New Zealand than Australia, because Australia would be like oh. to the more to the U.S. relative to New oh. Zealand, because Australia always looks at New Zealand like. Who the fuck are these cats? That's the only word yeah. in Australian I know how to say right. because Australian is K-A-N-T-S, a language. K A N T S. Yeah. K A N T S. And then New Zealand's look at us like, are 
are we 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 kind of have some camaraderie over being the little brother in these situations relative to a larger country nearby us oh that's interesting i I never thought of it um so what i was going to say about the the uh uh the years of gaming history that you go back to there are a lot of really good years i would say way more really good years than there were bad years so when we look for the quote-unquote worst years in gaming history you're always going to find good games this year is no exception 2014 was no exception and within that we're trying to look for something specific about the year whether it's news related or some weird games that were released or a fewer number of really good games and that's why we settled this time on 1995 for a variety of reasons and uh andrew do you want to introduce kind of the premise of the the draft that we're going to get into then to to accommodate and account for some of the good games as well as the bad Yes. So in, 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 you know, previous drafts, what we do is we have categories because we're trying to assemble the best team possible. Well, that's different this time. We are trying to assemble some good teams, but we're trying to assemble three good games that we are picking ourselves whenever we want. There are going to be six rounds and there's going to be three bad games we are drafting for the opposing team. Yeah. We are, uh, you know, uh, putting an anchor around their neck. So you can pick in the first round, you could pick good team, uh, good game, bad game, doesn't matter. But you're going to get six games total, three going to the other team because they're bad and three going to your team because they're good. Yeah. Thankfully, we're not drafting Thanks. against um, uh, blacksmiths, right? Why is that now? Well, because you I mean, I'm just using your own words you know, like a good lawyer and debate artist would do. But you said that we're putting an anchor around one another's necks. And yeah. I said, if I were a blacksmith, I would be mm-hmm. like, thank you for that. I'm going to forge a sword, and stab you in the goddamn back with this thing, with my next pick, which is X, Y, or Z. That's a bad game. But yeah, is, uh, it, so wait, you're making a sword out of the anchor? Like you're using that metal? No. Oh, wait, shit. I'm thinking of anvils, I think. Yes, you are. That's why I, I was, I'm going to, yeah. Hmm. I'm like, a, I'm like a, my own Madam Web and you're, you know, I'm just trying to make you fall into my trap. Hmm. Well, I, that movie's going to be so good. I can't wait. Oh my God. Oh you my know what? God. Can we just that call an audible so... and talk about Madam Web for a minute here? Oh, can we get, watch out guys. We're going to do a all emergency Madam Web episode where we run out on Thursday night to go watch the, the movie. I, I can't wait. I'm more excited for that than the uh, the Super Bowl, which which uh, happened a couple weeks ago. Yes, it definitely happened a couple weeks ago. <laughs> and what a game it was. What a game. Did you expect any of that, Andrew? No, my gosh. Absolutely. When Patrick Mahomes got hurt and Taylor Swift put on number 15, just shoulder pads, ran onto the field, didn't even throw to Travis Kelsey, ran in the touchdown, the winning touchdown. I'm, well, you talk about Travis Kelsey, but what I found funny was that uh, the brothers played a prank. It wasn't even Travis wearing the Kelsey jersey for half the game. Right. Yes, exactly. Like it's uh, yeah, like uh, you know, it was actually two kids, you know, no, it was Travis Kelsey's brother. Oh, Jason Kelsey, Jason, Kelsey. another football player, another football See, player. But that's not as shocking. I was like, oh, another football player. A pretty good one, too. <laughs> like, well, like, I mean, oh. shocking versus realistic, Andrew. We're happening. We're talking about what actually happened at the Super Bowl, not about, you know, some imaginary fairy tale world that you're living in where blacksmiths can make uh, uh, weapons out of anchors. That was, it was you. I don't you said th- that. Andrew, I don't think. I don't think that's true at all. And our listeners will remember history the, the correct way. Just like I remember history as the days on which Gigi Hadid was born. <laughs> yes. And Gilbert Burns will tell us about it one day. <laughs> I. How do they make the anvil then? You know, like mm, probably mm. with a blacksmith. Yeah, yeah. Actually, with a sword. Uh, amazingly enough, it's just it's, like opposite. It's yeah. it's uh, one hand washes the other. One sword makes an anvil. <laughs> yes, That's the old yes. saying by blacksmiths. Yes, um, yes, of course. Before we get into the draft, Andrew, because we got uh, we got a lot of good games and a lot of bad games to talk about. Uh, why don't we s- just set the stage a little bit, talking about 1995 in general? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put a little bit of an emphasis on the video game element, but we're also gonna talk some general pop culture just to to bring us back to the headspace of where we were at in 1995. Andrew, before I do. That, do you have any context for 95 what was going on in your life at that time oh my god 95 uh i'm under 10 uh 10 feet tall no you i because you shortly yeah, became t- over 10 feet tall yes yes that's we all know that i was born a giant and i shrunk into my size currently <laughs> and i probably will continue to shrink that is the way human evolution works um but yeah uh no i don't like i'm, I'm a stupid child i i have no buying power whatsoever i'm completely reliant on my parents um it sucks life is awful i hate mm-hmm. it not like today where I'm awesome. It, well, in some ways it was awful, but in a lot of ways it was, it was great. You know, you didn't you have the so? responsibilities and the work and 
um uh, you got to hang out with your mom all day that was cool um <laughs> i don't know this is like i'd rather this is like people that are like oh i'd go back to high school i'm like you're crazy it's like i understand the lack of responsibility that's fun that you didn't have to understand what money was or you know whatever but at the same time it's like you have no independence whatsoever meals are getting cooked for you you don't choose which meals you don't choose when you go True. to bed that's big you don't choose what your activities are and school sucks I, i'm so glad i'm not in school Ugh. i actually and firmly in the other camp. I love school so much. I miss school. I love it. I you love can good, go back. I love a good test. I love writing an essay um, and a teacher saying good job. I love sitting in the front of the <laughs> class and raising my hand. And it sounds like I'm making a bit right now, but I miss no. those days quite a bit. No, you don't have the like nightmares that there was like a test tomorrow. And like, I have those, I have those still to this day once a week. Yeah, me too. Yeah, 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 which is wild. It it probably means we got something wrong with the uh, system of education that we we all grew up in because it traumatized, like literally traumatized yeah. us. But we learned to be scared of it, not appreciate it, or yeah. you know, yeah. So I know. 19... I, uh, yeah, sorry, nineteen ninety five. Yeah, no, I just I don't I don't fantasize about those times. So like I don't know. I would have gotten lots of video games. I would have had Sega Genesis for sure. Uh, but uh, but yeah, no. Why why what are your what are your memories in nineteen ninety five? I mean, you know, it's it's. Uh, I think at this point it would have been pre N sixty four. Most of the time that we were we're talking about here, I, I think most of my gaming habits would have been Super Nintendo at this point. A little bit of Sega Genesis as well. I I really I really look back fondly specifically with regards to my gaming habits of this time playing mm. with my brother you know we'd get home from school we'd throw on a super nintendo or like those weekends those like winter weekends when there was nothing to do but stay inside and try to beat contra 3 the alien wars for the 90th time or something sure. like that i i do look back fondly obviously it's a little bit of rose-colored glasses because there were some issues like i couldn't drive um and my mom didn't want to hang out with me all the time that's why she got me the video games right and i, yeah. I that was offensive and i i definitely hold a little bit of a grudge there um that's why i don't call her anymore um and i i don't <laughs> cut her out her. of your life cut her out of my life and i don't visit her in the home that we we put her in which was an abandoned yeah. hospital yeah it's weird she's 51 too like she's totally <laughs> she's, fine on her own like we she just is time to get in <laughs> the only reason she's so confused isn't the alzheimer's it's because we mm -hmm. constantly have her blindfolded that's it yeah i've been gaslighting her for 10 years and that's how you know like she doesn't have anything nothing wrong with her but we no, made, no, of course. Made, made her think this yeah whenever she goes to bed uh, i put her keys in the freezer so she thinks she did it when she woke up <laughs> It's, it's so scary because it would be so it would take a lot of work but you could totally do that somehow and make them think they're just it. losing their mind yeah, yeah i already am pretty convinced i'm losing my mind if if someone put one of my keys in the freezer i'd be like okay put me in a home right now take away all my responsibility <laughs> i can't do keys. this anymore uh, one key one singular key yeah of cocaine mm. Yeah. Oh, right. Oh, there we go. Okay. That yeah. makes more sense. So, um, um let's go over uh, a couple of things that happened in 1995. Again, we're going to focus oh, a little yeah. bit on the game. Well, Gigi side Hadid here. Was born. When Gigi yep. Hadid was born April 23rd, Thank obviously, you. uh, uh, uh I, I don't think there's anything more that needs to be said about that. Um, the Satellaview, which is a console that I'm weirdly fond of. Uh, it was an add on to the super Famicom that was released in Japan. We talked about the Satellaview as kind of like the, prototype online gameplay thing it was sort of this like uh, uh addition to the famicom where you can uh, almost rent games on a cartridge and put them in there uh you could have some online gaming competitions we've talked about it on the podcast before i just find that thing very yeah. fascinating it's a shame that it didn't do better but i think it was a little bit too ahead of its time um here's here's a bad thing that happened though the uh, virtual boy was released and discontinued yeah. in the same yeah, year. yeah yeah <laughs> wow it's like Icarus flew too close to the sun. Yeah. Uh, we also had the Sega Saturn being released. Mm. It sold pretty well that year. But I think ultimately, like when I look back on the Sega Saturn, I kind of see it as a flop. You know, I think it had a yes. lot of potential there. But when you when you hear Sega Saturn, are you like this this monolith of a machine or are you like that was kind of a joke? I th I would I would generally think of it as a bad console or just a kind of a failure because it didn't have long legs. Like the the, un the unfortunate part is like, like Gigi Hadid. you are, yeah, which famously very long legs. Mm -hmm. uh, she's a model, right? Like we're she talking is. about the same person. Yeah. Okay. Cool. She's I think if I'm if memory serves me correct, she's five eleven, which is like one point okay. eight meters. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, that's quite tall, I guess. Yes. Uh, the 
but like if you do not have long legs like Gigi Hadid, like you will be seen as a failure. And so even though there might be like, yes, good moments to the Sega Saturn, I will say also Sega Saturn is just a great name. Like I, I, so when I always think of a Sega Saturn, I'm like, ooh, nice. Oh no, not nice. Okay. True. Uh, but there are good moments. And so like, I, I don't want to throw the baby over the bathwater, but at the end of the day, like it didn't, it, it didn't have a long life. So it can't be seen as a success within Sega. So yeah. Kind of, uh, uh, kind of similar to my mom. If we have any say, you know, <laughs> we're just kind of tucking her away somewhere. Uh, I don't even want to say that. I don't even like. I don't like that. I said that. I don't. You don't like that you said that. You don't like making fun of your mom. No, it's the long life thing that I don't want to think about. Oh Jesus! Yeah, die. yeah. Yeah, um, you're cursing her to a shorter life. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, I I agree with the Sega Saturn. I think it's cool. As a kid, it was like this mystery console that I found fascinating, but. Ultimately, it I have to assume it was kind of a failure because it was yeah. kind of the onset of the fall of Sega making hardware and similar to the Dreamcast. I think it was really cool, but it just execution didn't work. Maybe it was the games that were on there. I'm not sure. But, you know, the, I can imagine an alternate dimension in which Sega is still around making hardware if they had some different leadership at the time. Sure. Yeah. Like, yeah, it made made some really crucial decisions that uh, ultimately did not work out. But yeah. Uh, so you were playing what you said, the the Super Nintendo at the time? I was playing mainly the Super Nintendo at the time. Yeah. Yeah. I think I was mainly Genesis at this point. Yeah. Well, it would have been it would have made sense to be playing one of those because this was the year that the Nintendo Entertainment System, the NES, was discontinued. I mean, it had to happen eventually. Um, um, but I, you know, you and I always talk about how during these years, maybe more like 93, 94, we were kind of playing the super Nintendo and Nintendo in tandem, not necessarily one is better than the other, but more like both of them have different games. Therefore I'm going to have both of them and play both games, which is kind of neat. Um, yeah. Yeah, here's something uh, 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 that I didn't know happened. And I think you'll find this kind of interesting here. Nintendo in 1995 sued Samsung for promoting piracy. Whoa, wait, what? To what? Like, how? How so? So basically what happened, there was this accusation that Nintendo levied against Samsung that they were promoting piracy through the sale of counterfeit Donkey Kong Country cartridges. Now, the reason for this is Samsung produced mask ROM chips, which were used as storage within the Nintendo contract. Samsung was like one of only two suppliers that did this specifically Mm. for Donkey Kong Country, and they would do other games as well. So they worked really, really closely with Nintendo, but Nintendo claimed that they were supplying these chips to third parties um, and then those third parties were putting the software of Donkey Kong Country onto the cartridges and then selling them. So Samsung obviously turns around and says, like, we have no control. Like, yes, we're selling ROM chips to other companies, but these aren't your chips. They're ours. We have no control over what is being put on them. Yes. Just like if you make a if you make blank CDs, you can't be sued if someone burns, uh, 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 you know, uh, an artist's album to it. You're not you're not yeah. responsible for the content which is put onto it. Even so, Samsung had also been doing work with Sega at the time, and Sega provided them with codes that they could flash on to the ROM chips, which oh. would seek out pirated software and prevent it from working. They <laughs> asked Sega for this, or sorry, they asked Nintendo for this, and Nintendo said no, and then turns around and says, well, you guys are, you need to stop selling to this company. You need to vet every company you're selling to, rather than us just providing you with the code. It must have been proprietary or something like that, but Samsung's like, you can't deal with our business like that. Yeah. What people do with our product after we sell it to them is not our problem. Exactly. I think this is the argument for handguns, to be honest. But yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> as, or, as we or, all should have them in case someone tries to counterfeit Donkey Kong Country. A hundred percent. If somebody yeah, yeah, tries yeah. to force a uh, pirated Donkey Kong on me, I'm going to shoot them in the head. hundred percent. Um, yeah, yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Um, wow. That's crazy. I, yeah. I didn't know that story at all. It's it's uh, there. There were theories that the suit had less to do with the counterfeit of Donkey Kong Country and more to do with ethnic rivalries between Korea-based Samsung and Japan-based Nintendo. Now, how much that has to do with anything, I have no idea. It was a theory that was put out there. I find it strange because it was actually Nintendo of America that ultimately ended up suing or trying to sue Samsung. It was a suit. There was a countersuit. It was settled out of court. We don't know what happened, but what a strange situation where you're Nintendo and Samsung working very closely with one another, and in some capacity, they are the enemy, and in some capacity, they are keeping your business afloat. It's a strange situation. Big company. Yeah. Big company. You know, you can still sit there and shake hands. Legal departments fighting each other. 
Exactly. That's that's what the legal department is for. You know, you guys deal with yeah. this so we can maintain business as usual. Um, um, the other one of the things, the bad elements of 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 uh, nineteen ninety five, because I think again, what we want to do is kind of set up some some of the negative elements of this year. Um, too many FMV games. You know, this is ah. this is coming soon after Mist. And I think every game tried to be a version of that. There's a lot of yes. bad attempts at it. Um, and then FMVs in general, I just think have aged poorly. I know there's some nostalgia to them, just like there's nostalgia for CRT TVs. But I think just like CRT TVs, FMVs are bulky and ultimately low quality. <laughs> um, <laughs> do, you, do you pine for the days of FMVs? Do you miss them? Fuck no. Uh, no, absolutely not. It's a cheap, cheap gimmick in my mind. I mm-hmm. actually, I, it takes me way out of the game. Sorry, just because everyone knows at home, I, I know this. I just want to explain it. What's a CRT t- television? A tube television? Yeah, like those old ones that you'd play like a Super Nintendo on. And, and the gotcha. thing, the thing, the reason why they're highly sought out um, is because these high definition TVs are so high quality that the games weren't really made to be played on them. So if you want the full feel of what it used to be like to play on a tube television, you know, which the games were programmed to be played on, you need the actual hardware to do it. And it's kind of weird to me that they haven't, that no one's gone back to like remake old CRT TVs or the equivalent of them in yeah. the modern day, like a lighter feel. It might just be that the components involved are, are too heavy and there's no way to do it. But you would think that there'd be something like that, like a, like the equivalent of like a Bluetooth vinyl speaker or something like that. Yeah. Right. Like I, I feel like we have, uh, you know, made attractive a lot of old technology. So it yeah. feels like that would just be a natural step. Exactly. So the problem is you got to like, <laughs> you got to make like a five by five foot square in your apartment or house, you know, to make room for this huge ass television. Exactly. Exactly. Um, um, so we got, we went over some of the bad things that happened, you know, the NES mm. being discontinued, Nintendo suing Samsung. We want them to play nice in the, in the, in the, the sandbox, the virtual boy being released and discontinued in the same year on the good <laughs> side. OJ Simpson was acquitted. Hey, that's awesome. Let's give a round of applause for AJ. Yeah, 100%. Justice prevailed. We knew it. Um, on the, on, also Everyone on the good did. side, PlayStation mm. came out in the US. Pretty good. That's good. That's good. Number two. The first ever E3 took place in May of, tw- of, of 1995. Um, What's going on with E3? That doesn't happen anymore? It's pretty much been canceled. I think COVID... Uh, uh, what did it say? Was the... the <laughs> what, did, what did you say? Sorry, you said it was canceled, and I just asked. What oh, it oh, yeah. It said we find old tweets from E3. It was actually anti-vax, and uh, and Whoa. yeah, 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 came out. Um, oh, big Fauci, big Fau- big Fauci, big Papa Fauci. That's a, that's a big Papa Fauci and good, Pfizer good telling name. E3 no, no. Um, yeah, I think it pe- it basically just had to be put on hiatus as a result of of e- of of COVID. I know it was also kind of on its last legs prior to that, and then most like there were companies pulling out to do their own press conferences, and yeah, now it's kind of just this conglomerate of like the summer of games, which is largely spearheaded by Jeff Keighley. But it happens around the same time. Every company has their own press conferences. There are some amalgamations of those uh where, where they'll all throw like a few trailers out we've we focused on those on the podcast but there just was no real space for e3 anymore right yeah because everyone does it in their own way exactly uh, which makes sense because then they get to own the messaging a little bit 100 um windows 95 came out you know a lot of people like that well, yeah, that makes system. sense toy that story sense. came out that was a big a big ah, year for movies and and, and kind of started the whole comparison of saying one day video games will look like toy story which is hilarious because if you go back and watch toy story it doesn't really look that good anymore <laughs> Hmm. I mean, it looks fine. Yeah, it I, looks it, like a cartoon. That changed. Yeah, actually, I think I'm surprised at how good it looks, to be honest. We were having this conversation about Lord of the Rings the other day. And it's oh, just yeah, like, yeah. Smeagol, you know, uh, should look laughable, and he doesn't. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, like, it doesn't look great, but like, it should be like, oh, my God. But, uh, what, man, I think we are going to look back at those movies and just constantly be surprised that, like, that was a marvel. I can't believe they made those, and they're actually pretty good. Because the, like road is paved with people going like i'm gonna make three books all at once and they're gonna be good movies i'm gonna make five parts yes and then it's just like just sucks just awful we never talked about it everywhere in the world and lord of the rings is just like the one outlier i agree i i think lord of the rings are some of the best movies ever made and i know that sounds like hyperbole but fucking hell i went back and rewatched it a couple years ago and from the story to the setting, to the acting, to the way it's directed, like it, there's an element of cheese to it. But like at the right moments, like it is fantasy at the end of the day. I, it's just yeah. so good. It, I, it deserves a rewatch every couple of years in my mind. Oh, yeah. Well, it's a big holiday movie for people like they watch it around Christmas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because They have the time uh, to do it. Yeah. Well, you know, holidays, you know, 
uh, you know, when your mom's locked up, you have all the time in the world. And uh, no, we were doing this the other day because like the other problem is, is like Harry Potter came out while we were kids, right? right? Probably around 1995. Hmm. And I... and and so it felt silly because I saw the inception of it where I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's, you know, whatever. This is, it's just, Some person is just making this up. Right. Whereas J.R.R. Token, people treat it like it's the Bible, right? Mm. And so when you see things that are written, you're like, oh, he's just a guy writing stuff that's probably pretty high. Because I somebody said, Smeagol's uh, a companion who tries to strangle him when they find the ring in a boat, when they first find the, the ring, right? His friend's name is Deagle. Really? Smeagol and Deagle. Andrew. So it's like, yeah, this is now our like names canon. on the podcast. <laughs> Smeagol and Deagle. Smeagol and Deagle? Were they, were yeah, they morning radio hosts or what? Yeah, Smeagol, Deagle, and Toilet in the morning. Yeah, it was uh, <laughs> like, it's it's unbelievable to me that he's just like like fighting PTSD from World War One and smoking pot. And he goes, uh, Deagle, I don't know. Just write it down. <laughs> um, let's move on. There's like millions of words. No one's ever going to care. And oh, so yeah, many other better names too than Deagle. Wow, that's that's anything. Anything else? Deagle's got to be ripe for a Deagle's nuts joke. I don't know how it's going to happen, but it it feels yeah. like there's something there. It is a looking around the room for an idea kind of thing. Like, <laughs> and what's his uh, friend's name? Uh, 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 Deagle? Deagle. That's good. <laughs> yeah, um, they brothers? Nope. Game Facts debuted as a website. That's also pretty big, uh, uh, you know, as in terms of uh, games journalism. Uh, Nintendo first revealed a playable version of what was at the time called the Nintendo Ultra 64. It had two playable mm. games. One was Super Mario 64, and there was a Kirby game on there as well. Um, yeah, that was, you know, 1996, just changing my life and what I assumed video games could be when the N64 came out. That was a whole different story. Oh, um, God. Yeah. Well, absolutely. Uh, Bioware and Remedy became companies. Oh, you know, Remedy obviously yeah. seeing a lot of success with the recent release last year of Alan Wake 2 and Bioware just, you know, the success of the Mass Effect franchise and, and uh, uh, Dragon Age, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so there was some good as well that took place in 1995. Now, before we get into the the draft itself, why don't we take a, a quick snapshot to get a better understanding okay. of what people were playing of the best selling consoles of the year? Okay. So I'm going to start oh, consoles. With the okay, good. Consoles, I was gonna be like, yeah. You're going to start naming games. No, no. Right. <laughs> I'm going to do the top five and I'm going to start with the lowest selling. Uh, the Game Boy okay. sold over 1 million units. Um, okay. The Genesis sold 2 million units. The Sega oh. Saturn sold 2 million units. The PlayStation sold 3.1 million units. And the Super wow. Nintendo sold 3.5 million units. The year before the Nintendo 64 comes out, the Super Nintendo is still kicking ass with 3.5 million units sold worldwide. Wow, that's insane. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so an impressive thing. So now that we've kind of established this this image of what 1995 was at the time, some of the games that we were playing, some of our gaming habits, the good, the the bad, the Gigi Hadid births, the OJ Simpson yeah. acquittals. Um, mm-hmm. let's, let's talk about this draft, Andrew. I have some... I have some parameters in mind for how I determine a bad game, you know, because we have to draft the bad games for like, I have to draft mine for your team, the quote unquote, uh, uh, anchor around our necks and you have to draft them for mine. Did you have any methodology in mind for what would constitute a bad game? Yeah. You know, I, I, I tried to look at scores. I tried to like, first of all, I looked at all the game releases you just kind of go up and down and you go, okay, I remember this being bad or I remember this being good. Then you pencil it down. And then you start going through all the scores and reviews and uh, I had trouble finding Metacritic stuff for this uh-huh. one. So I, I couldn't, you know, so I was more just kind of going off of just what I thought was going to be good at bad. I found the good to be pretty plentiful. There yes. are a lot of good games and a lot of very like me core games, things that would shape me uh, dramatically uh, in the good side. The bad side is a little bit tougher to mm-hmm. distinguish. I think we'll have a lot of games being back and forth where one of us is going to be like, oh, that wasn't good. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, like, you know, whatever. Or I like that one. It's like, no, it was actually pretty bad. Exactly. I think that's going to be more of it. I also will say, I think you are getting the first pick because I got the last first pick last time. Yes. There is a Michael Jordan of this draft. There is a like almost, well, what's why, what, what, what is pick two? Because everyone knows what pick one is going to be. Yes, there is. There is. Don't, don't act coy. Well, but I don't, oh man, it, it throws off my draft strategy, but I think I may have to go with it. I, I, I'm pretty oh, sure. No, don't, no, don't do it. Like why? Don't throw off your draft strategy. You stupid idiot. Don't take the absolute number one lock pick. Okay. 
Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. We'll see. I think I, I don't, have to for the, for the sake for the sake of a draft. I think because I, I don't be, mainly because I don't want you to have it. Um, for um, the sake of well, that's the point. Yeah, <laughs> this is, this is a the draft sake order. of the draft. Like the sanctimony is like, oh my goodness. <laughs> but no, also, like you know, it's gone because I want my team to be good. Though there's a fun element though of of drafting some of the bad games, and I think that's like that's that's what I wanted to lead off with. But I I don't think I'm going to. Sure. I will say before I make my first pick. In consideration for bad games, this is how I come to the realization. It is either all four of these things or a combination of them or just one really strongly. First consideration is how bad was it for me personally? Do I have any bad memories of it or do you have any bad memories of it? Therefore, would it be a good position on your team to weigh you down? How much potential did it ruin? Now, this can be uh, uh, for for. Uh, how good the game could have been, you know, when you when you hear about it and think about it and then it just becomes trash. Is it a bad licensed game, et cetera, et cetera? Um, how much did it objectively stink? You know, never mind me personally, but like you said, how bad were the reviews? And then relative to the rest of the franchise, if there were a really good franchise and this was the stinker, then I think that weights it a little bit more. So a lot of a lot of it comes down to potential upside versus actual downside and then objective and subjective experience with the game. Sure. Okay. That I think that makes total sense. Okay. With the number one pick in the 1995 worst year of the world draft, worst year of the world, worst year in gaming history of the draft, I have to go with my boy, my little boy compared to the big boy. It is Donkey Kong Country 2 on the Super Nintendo. Congratulations. You're going to be taking that for a good game. Uh, well, 100%. It's often considered to be the best in the franchise. Yeah. Okay, I guess. Okay, well, with my number one, well, okay, hmm, that was good. Is that not what so you expected? Now, no, really. Now, okay, I have to. Ah, uh, fuck. Okay, so what I was gonna do, but I'm realizing now, I I don't think I can. Is I wanted to give you with the worst game. Mm-hmm. I wanted to give you Desert Bus, oh, which came out God. in 1995. <laughs> But I don't know if it was ever technically released. No, Andrew. Okay. You got so fucking in my head before this draft. That was the number one that I wanted to give to you. A hundred percent. It's the worst game ever created. <laughs> I'm reading a New Yorker article. Desert Bus, the very worst game video game ever created. So the 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 worst game ever created which came out in 1995 and also kind of didn't even come out in 1995 is no Penn and Teller smoke and mirrors desert bus yes. is the, the, uh, uh, the mini game on it that is most famous, uh, and most well-known. Yes. It, it, it was a satire against anti video game lobbyists mm-hmm. in the early nineties of everything being sensationalized with sex and gore and stuff like that, which is kind of funny to look at back now. And uh, and so they created the most boring video game of all time or, you know, a section of the most boring video game of all time. Yeah. And so uh, so if I'm allowed to, because Smoke and Mirrors did come out, I probably will be giving you uh, a worst game with Penn and Teller's Smoke and Mirrors. Andrew, I I'm so like you fu- you <laughs> fucked me up like you really <laughs> fucked with me there. I was 100 percent geared to going into this with the number one pick being Penn and Teller smoke and mirrors. I had like a whole, I, I want to talk about this game for 10 minutes right now. Um, oh, let's do it. So desert bus, as you mentioned, was the, the, the uh, one of the mini games in Penn and Teller smoke and mirrors. So let's talk about yep. all six games in smoke and mirrors. There's sure. are two games, which are called tricks. Uh, one is called what's your sign. And the, uh, which is where one person enters their birthday, or, or sorry, one person who is the magician, quote unquote, enters the mm-hmm. birthday of this quote unquote sucker, the person that they're playing the trick on. And then yeah. uh, uh, the sucker answers a couple questions about their astrological sign and the game guesses it completely. The other one, yeah. the quote unquote magician pre-selects a card. The sucker pulls a card from a deck. It automatically gives them that card and then it asks them a question and then shows them their card. Like these are not games. These are not video games. These are <laughs> these are little tricks that will work one time because you do it once and like do it again. You're like, okay, turn away from the screen. <laughs> like how's that going to work? <laughs> so the game distinguishes between the owner of the game who is aware of the functionality and the unsuspecting person, the sucker. Yes. Using the hidden owner menu, the owner can set up certain mini games to play practical jokes on the sucker. It's amazing. What is this? It's just crazy. And so the thing I was referencing is Desert Bus, which is an, it's, it, there's nothing more to this than what I'm about to explain. 
It's an eight-hour ride driving a bus along a straight, empty road. Yes. That's all you have to do. Just keep it on the road well, for eight straight hours. There's a little bit more to it than that. <laughs> there's a little bit more to it than that. Well, wait, the, what? The, 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 the history of this game is, is, is confounding because what you've described is all you do in the game. You yeah, drive a you bus do. from Tucson, Arizona, to Las Vegas at a top speed maximum top speed of 45 miles an hour this is across 360 miles uh so it takes eight hours in real time to get from point a to point b here's one of the kickers the bus has a natural pull to the right so you have to constantly (laughs) be readjusting where it goes the game cannot be paused the game can't be paused at all that's amazing say you complete the drive this eight hour drive which means you had to sit in front of your tv screen for eight hours kind of adjusting the 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 truck or the bus which by the way there's no other cars in the game it's just desert highway um say you do it you're awarded one point and the option to turn around and do the drive again which is what a reward (laughs) What are one point? This is like this is a great prank that 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 happened on the video game community. Um, um, if you if you fail, like if you if you don't correct the 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 steering of the the yeah. bus and it goes off road, you have to get towed back to where you started in real time. So you sit there oh, and wait time. for the bus to go back. Um, now there was kind of a a game that was played with this or or a competition that was put in place. The yes. intention was. The person with the highest score was supposed to win a real trip with Penn and Teller on yeah. a party bus from Tucson to Las Vegas, uh, and then you get to stay in Las Vegas. I was just going to read that part because that's the most amazing part because this person is completely a sociopath, and you're like, yeah, I want to hang out with this guy. Like, that's just crazy. That's the thing. That, like, oh. You're guaranteeing that you're going to be on a party bus for eight hours with the strangest human being that's ever been invented. <laughs> yeah. You know, I actually don't go to the bathroom. It's a weird condition I was born with. Oh, okay, cool. All right, sweet. As long as uh, someone's holding my seats. hand and you're like, what? <laughs> yeah. what? Yeah. Actually, I pee out of my mouth. Um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's just, I, I just, it's, it's one of the biggest practical jokes of all time and just an awful, truly just like the worst video game of all time because of its simplicity. But I, I just, that was the number one with a bullet for me was was smoke and mirrors but really desert bus inside smoke and mirrors yeah 100 percent. that's that's the one that people know about now uh we mentioned like you you said you're like i don't know if the game actually came out that year the game somehow based on all the, they said it took five minutes to program the game desert bus by the way the game still was delayed a year they sent review copies out with an intended release of like april of 1995 or something yes. like that and uh the company that that was supposed to release it ran out of money by the time the game was supposed to come out. So they couldn't even afford to ship it. And then they just went bankrupt. The game never really existed, which is wild. Um, Uh, Smoke and Mirrors, though, was also the name of a mini game within the Smoke and Mirrors game that you purchase. It's a beat em up. What's that? Smoke and Mirrors verse. Smoke and Mirrors verse. In in the Smoke and Mirrors yeah. verse, exactly. Yeah, Consisting of, course, of Penn and yeah. Teller and Penn and Teller only. It and was Dave a beat-em-up yeah. like, <laughs> like Double Dragon, where you control yeah. Penn and Teller trying to take down parody versions of Siegfried and Roy. I guess this is before <laughs> the Siberian Tiger got to them first. but um, Yes, yes. <laughs> and it also features Debbie Harry and Lou Reed in the game. What the hell? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so this verse is getting bigger then. I should have shouldn't have made that joke. Honestly, Smoke and Mirrors, that sounds like worth the price of admission if i'm being honest i I really it is feels like a game we should try playing but this is like one of those ones where it seems like a great idea like oh it's gonna be so bad it's gonna be whatever we get like 10 minutes into it's like i don't want to play this exactly boring yeah this is boring now the the uh, the lou reed character (laughs) is fucking killed me he kind of serves the role of like the abominable snowman in ski free where he just shows (laughs) up and kicks the shit and tell her they can't do anything about it Lou Reed was ecstatic with this idea. There's no way he's not like, really? I just come and kick the shit out of people? He's like, I love it. Let's I love it. it. Yeah. I love it. What else do you need me for? Uh, so that, yeah, I yeah. think, I agree with you, Andrew, 100%. I think that's the best pick of the draft. I just got so in my head that I didn't want to make it. Instead, I went with Donkey Kong Country 2 for some stupid reason. Um, well, congratulations. You now have two games on your team. Uh, thank you very much for that. Um, yeah, no problem. I'm going to put a game on your team now, Andrew. Um, and you know what? I'm going to start... I don't want us to not be friends. You know, we got into it on the last couple episodes about how, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe, maybe I, I, I need to be a bit more social. Maybe uh, you need to be able to trust me a little bit more. So I want to kind of extend the olive branch, Andrew. Okay. Mm -hmm. The year is 1995. I know you love sports video games, right? 
I do. I know you love basketball sports games, right? I love basketball. I know you love basketball sports arcade games, right? Yes, I'm wearing my Scotty Burns, Scotty Burns t-shirt right now. Oh, there you go. See, this is, Andrew, we're going to be good friends after this Mm -hmm. because, and this is going to, this is really going to tickle you. I know you love basketball arcade games with the word jam in them, don't you? I do. Okay, then welcome to your team, Barkley, shut up and jam two. Barkley, shut up and jam two. There was two of them? There was a Charles Barkley shut up and jam one. Apparently, the players didn't get the message. They kept talking. They kept flapping <laughs> they those kept, lips. Charles Barkley comes kept back taking jump shots and running their gums. <laughs> Charles Barkley shut up and jam two is apparently one of the worst basketball games that have come out. It came out in 1995. And I love, you know, going oh. back to that idea of like, like anticipation and then it not being it. I, you know, I know you love NBA jam and the idea of having to play the wish.com version of it for the rest of eternity really tickles <laughs> me pink. Um, I love Chuck. I love him is, 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 is the best on television. Uh, I, I'm glad he made some money. That's mm-hmm. I'm good for him. Um, but yeah, shut up and jam Two was not a uh, high on my list of to be taken. So yeah, unfortunately, oh, come on. Um, oh, come on. It's terrible. It's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> this game's terrible. Um, yeah, one also one of the greatest nicknames of all time, the the round mound of rebound. Uh, <laughs> I've never heard just, that That's amazing. Yeah, round mound of rebound. He's so good. He's like six five. He's not like it, the fact that he was able to rebound the way he was with his gigantic uh, posterior, just yeah. incredible stuff. So, uh, unfortunately, didn't help him uh, when he developed this video game. For some reason, it really tickles me of him just like coding, like, oh, it's tough. Oh, wow. okay. Yeah, it was it was oh, a one man development team, and it was him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got his glasses on, it's like readers on. You're like, oh god. Um. Uh. Okay. Barkley, shut up and jam too loud. The tall chode of code. They called him. <laughs> <laughs> tall chode of code. Oh god. Okay. So Barkley, shut up and jam. Welcome to the team. Really excited. So we have two bad games that have been picked. One good game. Um. What do I do next? What do I do next? You know, I'm gonna stick. I think there's a lot of good games this year, so I'm probably gonna go back to bad. Okay. Um. I am gonna. Oh yeah. You know what? I'm gonna go with this one. I am going to give you a game and really even a concept and a character that I don't, I've never fully understood. Okay. I think this is, I think I know exactly just a, where you're going with this one. Yeah. I'm just a little too old to really appreciate what was so cool about this character. There has been movies, there's been comics and most famously action figures because the, the dark twisted mind of Todd McFarlane mm. could not ever conceive of an idea that isn't so dark and twisted. Oh, he's so just of course wild. I'm going to go Todd McFarlane spawned the video game. This this actually isn't what I thought you were going to do, but I had this on my list of potential very bad games. And and this one I I kind of put in the in the field I agree of like ruined potential. Like why don't we have a very yeah. good spawn game? Spawn games always suck, but spawn I think is it just that he's too edge lordy? Like I don't know. But that's the thing is like I, like I said, I don't I never really understood the appeal of spawn because by the time I really loved video game characters. I have video game characters, comic book characters. Spawn was just one of many, and there was probably many offshoots yeah. of Spawn. But like when Spawn first came out, he was so dark and so like you know like edgy, like you're saying that like you couldn't believe it. But then you know then uh, Marvel turned around and went, okay, make the Punisher fifty percent worse, and you're That's like, true. Oh, okay, cool, That's true. you know. And then you kind of balanced each other out, or you know many different characters, or Cable, or whoever it is. So I've never really understood the appeal of Spawn, but yet fuck. Do I know who Todd McFarlane is? Yes. Do I know what Spawn is? Yes. It's like, why? Because he's so ubiquitous. And I've just heard that this game is not great. Well, I I know that uh, I tried a lot of side-scrolling beat-em-up games as a kid back in the rental era. Why wouldn't you? I don't think I ever played Spawn, this this version, but I... I had played spawn games, uh, uh, yeah. you know, because I, I did see the movie, like the one from way back in the day, the yeah. live action. And I was like, this is really fucking cool. I like this, but the, the, the video game looks pretty run of the mill. And if I'm going to do a side scroll and beat him up, I want to do something with a skin that I appreciate a little bit more than the, the edginess of, of spawn when it clearly doesn't work very well. Yeah. Like I, I will say too, is that there is a common criticism you see with some of these negative games and it's not even that they're bad, like 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 unplayable bad. It's more that they're like, oh god, another fucking beat 'em up. And this beat 'em up is not as good as the other ones. And mm-hmm. you're getting a lot of that and going like, and so therefore it's one of the worst games of the year. And you're like, Jesus Christ, I can't believe how bad it is. I will say for Spawn's credit, even though I just gave them to you, but I'm just doing it. The graphics aren't bad. They yeah. look okay. Yeah, they, they, it's just the playability. 
Yeah, it's I I I, I looked up that game and and the sprites themselves look pretty cool. I think it yeah. was it was a a a 16 bit game when the 32 bit era was was coming to the forefront. So a lot of people were like, well, this should be better. And it's like, well, I guess it was just development for an early developed for an earlier console. But um, um, yeah, I, I I don't love being stuck with it, and I don't appreciate the the guff you're giving me. But here yeah. we are now. Um, I think Todd McFarland's Canadian, by the way. He but, is. Yeah. He he designed the third jersey for the Edmonton Oilers way back in the day. Oh, he did. He, he it was the oil with the nut around it or whatever it is, the dropping was, oil thing. Yeah, it was like it was like a like a, a flaming oil nut or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not good. Um, no, is, not great, uh, Bob. It's not great, Bob. Uh, and the other thing I think I know about him is he bought Mark McGuire's home run ball like for like ten million dollars or something crazy. Jesus. Like he bought the the one that that broke the record. But yeah, there you go. Oh wow! Yeah. Does that ball become less valuable if the record is broken again later? Well, 1,000% it is. Oh, there you go. In 1998, McFarlane, an avid baseball fan, paid $2.6 million US dollars at an auction for St. Louis Cardinals first base with Mark McGuire. He, he went then record-breaking, then record-breaking 70th home run yeah. ball. Uh, and he also bought the second one too. So yeah. Uh, well, because big, big, Aaron Judge big, beat that, didn't he? No, uh, it would be Barry Bonds. But uh, Barry Bonds, okay. Yeah, uh, Aaron Judge hit 61, which or 60 something, uh, whatever, which was the Yankees record, AL record too. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> Yep, I know you don't. So that's why I was surprised you asked. I'm bored. I'm bored, yeah. Andrew. Can I get to my next pick? Uh, you can. I'm kind of afraid of what you're going to give me, though. Uh, okay. Well, I just gave. I just got a bad <laughs> game. Uh, you have one more bad game to give. Um, yeah. And I don't know if I want to give you a bad game just yet because there are some. Maybe because you got the smoke and mirrors one, the Michael Jordan. I gotta like. I got to I got to go Detroit Pistons and like really up my defense here. I got I got to get gritty with like the opposite. I got to go I got to go hard on the good games. Okay. Um so I started with Donkey Kong Country 2 as yes, as did. a good game here. I'm going to go with a I'm going to go with another good game which a lot of people consider to be one of the better offshoots of this franchise. Oh. It's uh it's it's one well, I mean there's a lot of offshoots in in this year, but I'm going to go uh, yeah, with the one say. that is is less to do with the uh, the namesake of it, which is Super Mario World Two. Ah. I'm gonna go with Super Mario World Two, Yoshi's Island. Uh, okay. One of the one of the very well remembered games that came out on the Super Nintendo and in the franchise. We talked about in our 300th episode why it's Super Mario World Two colon Yoshi's Island because yeah. of all of the weird controversy surrounding Super Mario World Two. But let's go with that. I oh, sorry, I, that was the I, Super I, Mario Bros. Never mind. Yeah. Yes, I I obviously great pick. Uh, hard to I. Uh, Hard to fight with that one. I'm very disappointed. I didn't get it. Um, I don't know if I'll ever overcome this, but uh, it doesn't look like it, Andrew. You look like I think I, I think I fucking hurt you, and you it did. feels you hurt great. my feelings. It feels good. It feels good. Yeah, this is what it feels like. I think to be powerful. I'm rock hard right now. <laughs> this is the same feeling you had when you locked your mother away. Um, <laughs> Ken. Okay, so all right. Yeah, fuck. Okay, so you have two good games and. You have two, two bad of the best, games. I might say. Well, no, you know what's funny? I thought you were going to do something else, and I think I'm going to take that now because I don't want to go another round without getting uh, a good game, a finally a good game. Uh, I am going to be taking, you know, a lot of game of the year this year, a lot of game of the year for this game. I'm talking like Donald Trump all of a sudden. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people saying, uh, is I'm going to take Mortal Kombat 3. Uh, oh, okay. I just, it's kind of... It's a universally loved game, you know, like even we're not fighting boys. And it's like, well, Mortal Kombat three, that's a good game. Um, and so I just thought this would be like a really good starting rotation guy that I can get just a good, you know, for the first good game I'm picking to lock down at least a, a good start. Yeah. Mortal Kombat three was one that I, I had considered, believe it or not, for both my good and my bad. And the reason I considered it for the bad is because oh, really? from Mortal Kombat's one through four, three seems to be the one. I mean, four, four is actually really bad, but it yes. fell off after two, even though yeah. three was incredibly uh, uh, well performing. It sold incredibly well. It removed a couple key characters, including Scorpion, and a lot of people had some issues with that. So I was like, mm. man, do I do I really want to plant my flag in a Mortal Kombat game that that isn't peak of the franchise when there are so many other unique games I could choose? But, you know, I, clearly the numbers don't lie. That game sold incredibly well uh, that in, in 1995. Yeah, and there's a, there's a game of the year buzz. It's got, you know, there's like, you know, 20 different publications. So like, who the hell knows? But like, you know, it's it's 
generally a pretty good game. So I thought I thought putting my flag down on this one would be a good start. So Mortal Kombat 3, my first good game I'm picking. Do you want to recap yep. where we're at right now? Sure, that sounds good. I'll start. I've got uh, two good games in Donkey Kong Country 2 and Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island. And then I have one bad game that I've placed on your team, which is Charles Barkley, Shut Up and Jam 2. I have Mortal Kombat 3 for a good game, and I've given you two bad games. Penn and Teller's Smoke and Mirrors and Todd McFarlane's Spawn, colon, the video game. Yeah. Yeah, there's some uh, uh, those are some decent picks, Andrew. I'm not going to lie. I, I'm particularly jealous, as I've said that a thousand times on this episode before, of you mind gaming the shit out of me and taking Smoke and Mirrors as the second pick. I'm, I'm still not happy with myself about that. <laughs> I was just trying to say there is a number one pick. And then when you didn't choose it, I was like, oh, no one's more surprised than me. <laughs> okay, so uh, it's my pick now. I'm yes, going to go uh, go back to the realm of bad games, and yes. I, I considered this one a lot because there's there are a lot of uh, you know this is the era of 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 uh, uh, good games with with franchises that were kind of trying to figure themselves out, and a lot of the times when they should have gone right, they go left, and I I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna do something similar to what I did with my my Barkley shut up and jam too. I'm going to give you something that I think you might actually like. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Andrew, I can't be the only one who walks out of this draft head held high mm -hmm. with a Mario game under my belt. You okay. love Mario. I love Mario. We, we played a ton of Mario on uh, the 300th episode. We love Super Friends Mario World. Yep. Yeah. Oh, great. Just un unbelievable. Yeah. Um, you want a Mario game? Do you want me to give you a Mario game? Mikey, nothing would make me happier than having a Mario game on my team. Okay, so why don't you put down that controller and pick up that pen and paper to help you do some math equations uh, for Mario's Pit Cross? Mario's what? Mario's Pit Cross. I can't believe you're not jumping up and down with how excited you are at, at this game. It's pretty Mario's much Pit yeah, Cross. It's like imagine if Mario really liked Sudoku's doesn't that doesn't that hit at the core of why we love mario i don't even like jumping i don't like running and jumping that's boring to me give me a black and white screen and a bunch of numbers to figure out that's what i want in my mario uh oh, wow i'm looking this up now yeah you're right it is a lot like sudoku <laughs> it uh, looks like they found it in the fucking new york times it looks so boring well as a person that does the crossword every day i have to say i am getting old the older i get the more attractive this game is turning into but uh, uh -huh. it is a compilation of nonogram logic puzzles um i'm gonna let that that's what we know and love mario for pick cross p just in case people can't hear this correctly it is p-i-c-r-o-s-s -S. yes that is yes. a word i've never heard before um wow this, okay this, well th this is one that like weirdly it it wasn't terribly received but uh, no not world, at all no but the reviews that people have of the game are the, the bad ones are like Let's take all the, fun, all the fun out of Mario and do some math. Like, wh what are we doing? Why Mario? It could be anybody. I'm not. Yeah. I, uh, 8.5 out of 10. 86 out of 100. 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10. 90%. 78%. Uh, super play. Sorry, buddy. 80 out of 100 and 8 out of 10. So people did like, and there was a Picross 2. What the Yeah, there hell? was a Picross 2 as well. Yeah. Uh, and it is, it is, there were eight installments of the series, each one having a different theme. Pokemon, Yoshi Story, Kirby's, Star Fox 64, The Legends of Zelda, Ocarina of Time, Super Mario 64, Wario Land 2, and Donkey Kong Country. Oh, there you go. Yeah, it's uh, 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 it was it was a tough choice because I know it was decently received, but I also know there's a bunch of fucking nerds out there who want to pretend like they think they're smart. So if they write a <laughs> review about math and they say it's bad, math. then people are going to be like, it's bad because you're bad at math. <laughs> I, I'm just going to go out there. Yeah, I'm going to be like, I'm giving quantum physics a 10 out of 10. And everyone's going to be like, wow, he must be really smart. <laughs> he doesn't understand what quantum physics are. It's not about fractions. Uh, yeah, is, uh, uh, wow. Well, thank you very much. You've not only given me a game, you've taught me about a new game I didn't know existed. Yeah, there you go. Nonogram logic puzzles. I'm going to try and find this game. Do you ever play <laughs> uh, New York Times Connections? Uh, no, you've told me about this one. This Fun. is the one where it's, it's. Well, describe it. I, I don't remember. It's 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 a, a grid of uh, four by four, and there are each uh, each square is a different word, and you have to create a connection between four of those. So you're creating four different lines, and so mm -hmm. if you press all four, and then you you know click like submit, it'll tell you if you like got one. And so it's a lot of fun in the way that it might be like uh, uh, what was the other day? It was like platinum strawberry 
bleach and something else and it was blondes. like types of blondes yes but like when you look at a grid of them it gets very tough because it could be strawberries and then oh, blueberries is another clue no i have yeah. played this game it's yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a lot of fun and i swear to god it is going to help me uh, as i get older like trying to find connections between things I think that's important, honestly, doing those sorts of games. And I think video games will also have play a role yep. in like staving off the uh, constant deterioration of our mental state. I, I do think that all that'll have something to do with it. Yes, I, I yeah, I completely agree with you. So, yeah, this is uh, Picross. Wow. Hey, teaching us something new. All right. So for my what is this going to be? Fifth pick, fourth pick. This is your fourth pick, fourth pick. I'm going to go back to good. And I can't help myself. I just can't help mm-hmm. myself because. I got to start taking stuff that old Andy B likes. And uh, this is this is going to be the first iteration, the first time this uh, this series of games were released in 1995 uh, with the inception of Westwood Studios. This is an important series for me. I'm going to be taking Command and Conquer. I already, right when you started talking, Andrew, copy and pasted it into <laughs> your selections. <laughs> I knew where you were going with it. You know, it's not the it's not the Tim Curry version of Command and Conquer no. where you get that one of the greatest moon. FMB performances of all time. <laughs> oh, oh, and he's desperately trying not to laugh while he's laughing. And they're like, should we do another take when you're not laughing at our script? He's like, you get one. No. You yeah. get one, and I'm you reading it for cold. one. <laughs> yeah uh, uh tim curry it, it may not be the first time he shows up on on the draft list i'm not sure if you know about that whoa no yeah. really okay i'll, t- I'll oh. talk about it later i'll talk oh, about that it makes later. me excited um um command and conquer a fucking it's a fantastic game uh, yeah and, and in the era of of uh, uh real-time strategy games that that was what i consider to be the golden age i know a lot of people like how they've gotten more complicated i actually liked them because of their simplicity back then yeah. age of empires 2 being similar but yeah yeah command and conquer yeah. fantastic pick yeah command and conquer command and conquer age of mythology age of oh, empires sorry, did you say command and conquer oh yeah conquer is bad for command and conquer is bad for a day Command and Conquer's Bad Fur Day. Oh, yes. that is a totally different game. I did not copy the right one over. Oh, that, no? Oh, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. I think oh, Charles God. also had a hand in making that one, too. Charles, Charles. <laughs> the chode of code is, is getting, into, getting in our way. So, uh, Command okay. and Conquer, that's my the fourth pick. Fourth pick. Okay, I'm going to go with my fifth pick, then. Uh, I'm going to go with one that, you know, honestly, it's it's almost surprising to me that it that it took this long to get picked. It's a, it's a, another good game. I'm kind of strategically going good, bad, good, bad, good, okay. bad. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with uh, one of the more maybe it's a niche pick, but I think is largely considered to be legitimately one of the greatest games ever released. It finally got its re-release on the Nintendo Switch online. It's for the Super Nintendo and it is Earthbound, the US release of Earthbound. Very well done. Yes. A game you've talked about for a while now. Just yeah, uh, uh, tried to play it. It's I just I struggle with the JRPGs and I know that it's kind of like a commentary on that uh, structure of game. But it still functions as one. And I've been considering instead of Earthbound playing uh, Undertale because I hear yeah. that that's kind of yeah. a similar uh, comment on the the genre that it's that it's uh, encompassing. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I it's obviously. I, yeah. I don't know. I've never played this game, but I've only heard really, really good things. So yeah. I don't know. I I don't have a lot to contribute other than you're just picking a legend and that's very smart. That's that's kind of it. Maybe the biggest name of games to come out of this year, even if it's not uh, the most highest selling of, of the games of the year. Yeah. Yeah. OK, cool. All right. So, OK, I'm going to be rounding out your bad teams that I'm going to be giving you uh, with the last pick for my for my bad squad here. And this one I had to go to this. This was so much fun to read about. I'm going to be giving you. Justice League Task Force Genesis. Oh no, that was my that was my bad pick for you. Fuck. Uh if anyone, it's a fighting game based on the comic series of the same name, Task Force. Yeah. Justice League Task Force, where the you the Justice League has to fight each other because of you know mind control. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. And uh, but I will say, in 1995, this is peak Superman with a mullet time. So if anyone yes. wants a real kick, look up the cover art for this, and it looks like. It looks like someone's angry dad in a Superman costume. It is unbelievable. Um, but I just want us to read some reviews. It got a 5.875, so specific, uh, from uh, from EGM. Uh, you know, poor controls, poor special moves. It's too much work to be any fun, is one direct quote. Uh, <laughs> uh, the other one is, squint your eyes and you could swear you're playing any of the other fighting games. That just doesn't mean Justice League is awful. It's just really normal, and that's bad. <laughs> that sucks. That's like, like I think about what makes 
Injustice such a good game, and it's that it takes no effort to be really fun. You press That's a button and you punch Superman through the world. Like this felt like almost trying to be as strategic as like a like a Street Fighter, and yes. just kind of failing at that and not being big and flashy and falling somewhere in the middle. Like normal Justice League is like the worst case scenario. Well, that, and that's the thing is like I, I I have written down Injustice, which like it scared them off for 20 years making another fighting game because they're like, well, remember that last one? That was terrible, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and it's like this should be so good. Superheroes fighting each other. Oh, my God. How is it bad? And just like ugh, they, they just keep describing how boring it is over and that's over it. and over again. And that's that's the peak, like the the uh, designation of bad games that I had, the one where it's like, uh, how much potential did it ruin? That's where I, I think that Justice League came in number one. Um, yes. And I had Justice League and another game circled for kind of the same reasons. And I, I don't want to take it because it's almost too similar to the Justice League pick that you just made. Okay. So I'm going to go to a, a pick I honestly didn't expect to make for a variety of reasons because it isn't a terrible game per se, but it okay. is probably the worst version of the game that's been released on any console. And if you look up video of it, it looks like it would make you vomit like immediately. <laughs> the frame rate sucks. The sound isn't as good. The controls are, are, are atrocious, especially given the fact that it's played on a super Nintendo controller uh, for what it is. It's doom on the super Nintendo. Whoa, doom on the super Nintendo. Now, the, the reason why is it's almost it's another one of those like ordered on wish.com things where it's like Doom. That's great. Fucking I'll play Doom all day, every day. It's like, oh, but the shotgun doesn't seem as powerful as it is. And the graphics aren't quite where they are. And the frame rate is like two frames per second. And yeah, there's a ton yeah. of slowdown. And the turning radius is really awkward to control with a D-pad. And you just don't get to play the it's like, you know, there's a better version out there, but you get to play the worst version of it. Yeah, and that's that's what always people look forward to. They're like, oh, yes, good, exactly. the worst version. Exactly. I really love yeah. that. Yeah, like, yeah. Do you kids love Doom? <laughs> it's like, yeah, well, not this one. Not um, anymore. Yeah, I, 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 I looked at this one. This one was written down for me, too. And uh, yeah, that's great. Awesome. Love it. Very, very good. Uh, I got one game left, and it's a good game. So that's a nice way to end this. Uh, I, you know, I could go back a lot of fourth. Well, I can now can name picks because this is the last pick of the draft. I am shocked you didn't take Comic Zone. Uh, mm. But there's some there's some real big games left. I'm just going to name games that I'm not. Okay, that's so not just, your pick. That's not your pick. No. Yeah. Rayman, Twist Metal, Worms, games we've talked about on this podcast. But I, once again, can't help myself. I am who I am. Uh, I can't change my colors. And so I took a fighting game to start. And then I took a wow. real-time strategy. Oh, and now oh okay, okay. And now I'll be taking a sports arcade game. I'm going to be taking WWF, WrestleMania, the arcade game man you went so subjective with these picks when you when you rattled off that list of games and you didn't pick them i'm like rayman was a real hard non-pick for me because really hard, especially yeah. you and i going back we're like rayman was so fucking ahead of so its time good. it's a great so game yeah uh, but wrestlemania i i agree man that game is a ton of fun it's so much fun and i had to go back and check to go like you know even though i liked it you know like i'm trying to think of like where where could the holes be poked into it and the for the arcade game it's like nearly a perfect game like it wins almost yeah. every award it's when you start getting into like sega genesis or saturn oh no sega genesis no territory. genesis like, is good yeah yeah it's like then it gets like starts getting a little creaky but really it's pretty much everything above 75 anyway even on the worst version so uh wwf wrestlemania a game that you just don't get that version of anymore that kind of highly arcadey stimu uh, stimulus style a hundred percent. I think that's a great pick to especially give a snapshot of what 1995 was like. Yeah. Um, most notably absent, I think, from our our lists is Chrono Trigger, which is like one yes. of the biggest JRPGs of all time. Something that I never got into. Uh, um, and I know it's popular. I don't think it's quite as well received as Chrono Cross. I always get those two okay. mixed up, which is like a huge no, no. But uh, but I do. So sue me. I don't fucking care. I don't give a <laughs> fuck anymore. Oh I just I, I, I didn't get my first pick of the draft and it threw me off and I was in my head the whole time. And honestly, <laughs> I didn't even enjoy this. You didn't even get your first pick of the draft. You had the first pick of the draft. Who are you yeah, complaining? But I didn't know I was going to be drafting against a fucking mind master magician over here. What the fuck? <laughs> I didn't know I was going to be drafting against Penn and Teller themselves. I just, just say there's one good game out there and you're like, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. What am I going to do? It's like Andrew did the equivalent of like going to a, uh, uh, a rock, paper, scissors con uh, concert, a rock, paper. Those are the best concerts going to a rock, paper, scissors <laughs> going to rock it's just silence of like asmr i think it's asmr just hitting into the microphone yeah yeah 
of uh, no going to a rock paper scissors competition and being like guys i'm only throwing rock and winning yeah. it by only throwing rock you say on three and you just already have rock out there and it's like whoa <laughs> this guy is insane yeah, uh, so but, let's okay. let's recap the picks. Uh, I got uh, Donkey Kong Country two. I've got Charles Barkley. Shut up and jam two. <laughs> I've got Super Mario World two. A lot of twos I'm picking. Yoshi's Dude. Island, Mario's Picross, Earthbound, and Doom specifically on the SNES. I took for my good games Mortal Kombat three, Command and Conquer, and WWF WrestleMania the arcade game. And for bad games, I gave Mikey Penn and Teller's Smoke and Mirrors, Todd McFarlane's Spawn the video game, and Justice League Task Force Genesis. Nice, some great. Yeah, picks, pretty Andrew. good. That pretty was, good. That was a Actually, lot of fun. I'm glad you know we had. Sometimes we are competing for similar picks all the time, and it's like shit. Who's going to take this one? I liked that our picks were very, very different, and that I think they they constructed very, very different teams, which I liked. Yeah, I, I I think these ones are fun because it's more about let's just draw as much attention to as many weird, good and bad games yeah. that are out there. Uh, this was great. And, uh, and I love doing these sorts of drafts. I especially love the bad drafts that we do like this one. <laughs> it's, it's a little bit different from what we normally get into. Uh, and let us know over in the social media in the comments, send us an email. Let us know who you think won this draft and why Andrew is a scumbag for using mental tricks on me before my pick. That's terrible. That's terrible. I, I honestly, do, oh, it's yeah. not bad. It's not, it's not good. It's not good, but it's not bad. It's not bad. I, uh, you know, what's not bad, Andrew. What's that? listener mail in fact oh, it's great. we got mail. some more listener mail that i wanted to read here uh from a longtime listener uh hi guys Tom mcdowell from twitter here and by the way uh, i the it's it's spelled t-o-a but they also call themselves thor so i don't i think it's like one of the, is i remember this from alan wake too i think t-o-a may be pronounced thor i don't know for sure i'm a okay. big dumb idiot who doesn't even understand what picross is so don't come yeah. at me yeah. uh toa mcdowell from twitter here belated congrats on the anniversary i wanted to send a thanks for the awesome podcastry and time for the last episode but i'm too verbose and in my head to just sit down and write that real quick oh. and with tekken 8 swooping in to steal my free time there was no way for me to get it done in a timely matter seriously though thanks a ton for those years of quality entertainment love the format the banter the good spirit with you approach games uh that only their creators could love i <laughs> wish i had the reach to help boost the retrograde pod but imo unfairly hidden gem to a deservedly or highly exposed gem but i exist in a tiny culturally irrelevant corner of the world called scandinaviopolis where wrist lock is mistaken for wristwatch and podcast is liable to be mistaken for pod racing now we're pod racing hey um i did however manage to turn one university buddy into a fellow joypad hey we call ourselves d-pad i don't know if if you call them yeah. joypads and that must be a conversion but... rate thing or i don't know something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it, must, it must be yeah lost in translation yeah, um, i've yeah. linked some of our facebook talks about the pod through 2020 to 2023 uh um uh here's a nor he's a normal listen to a podcast upon release person where i'm as a wait several hours for stuff and lose myself in the style binge freak which led to a pretty funny exchange uh, when we read one of his tweets on the episode. So uh, it, just just a really nice uh, example. And then he says, sorry, I hope he's, I hope seeing evidence of y'all being huge pod stars all the way over in Vikingville helps keep you trucking just like Desert Bus for another half yeah. decade and beyond all the best. Uh, love hearing things like that, especially, you know, we always ask for reviews. And by the way, still the call to action to leave a five star iTunes review that says uh, uh, you get used to them is still out there. I was going to say, them, but it, yeah, it's still nice we saw a to bunch, hear that someone has yes exactly that someone's gotten a friend into the podcast that always yes. goes a long way as well and send us your thoughts send us your mail drop a line say hi the retrograde podcast at gmail.com or on our social media we love to hear it yeah absolutely you know there's a ton of fun so we're going to be keep doing some more pick drafts and I, I love giving you bad games also talking about bad games <laughs> is just fun inherently fun um it is why why they don't work and things like that so yes thank you so much for listening we love every single one of you and we can't wait to talk to you soon my name is andrew baskin and with me as always is the bad boy podcasting mr bebop himself mikey Aaronworth. this is the retrograde podcast game over i think i don't know you've got my mind in a fucking vice over here andrew <laughs> furnished by sad styles productions the tall chode of code <laughs>